Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Welcome. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608 785 7914 to get in touch with us here in the studio. 608 785 7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in at 608-785-7914. Took advantage of the wonderful weather yesterday. Went on a uh, motorcycle ride with my son and a friend of mine. And it wasn't a long one, but we went out to uh, West Salem and kind of round some back roads and on the way back and all that kind of stuff. It was really fun. But on the way back, we're heading down Grand Bluff. Uh, well, Bliss Road from Grand Bluff, basically. And um, we're heading down there and, and you know, kind of chilling on our way down uh, down the bluff road and then there's some guy that's coming up and is like i don't know i did like in the i don't remember exactly either suburban or an expedition but i, I don't re- it's big and blue okay we'll go big and blue and there's kind of this swerve thing that he's done as he's he does as he comes around this this curve on the on on bliss road heading our way so he's going uphill we're going downhill and uh he kind of swerves into the lane i'm like wow that's unfortunate because <laughs> i on a motorcycle and you know and as i get i get closer and he's still like he kind of swerves back and, he, and he's all he's doing he's just he's just reading his phone he's just like he's got his big old giant whatever the hell it is um maybe yukon i don't know but big old giant whatever the hell it is and he's driving up this road and it's all swervy and curvy there's bicycle because it's beautiful it's beautiful weather yesterday right so there's bicycles out and there's dudes driving and there's guys on motorcycles like me and this dude is like flying, not flying, actually. He wasn't going very fast, but he wasn't really, had no idea where he was going. Uh, but just swerving and uh, just checking out his phone. Could not wait. Could not wait. Had to take the, the, the road with the most blind curves, the street with the most blind curves in the city of Lacrosse. He had to take that and then uh, and not pay attention to where he was driving. I mean, there was bicycles going up and down and every which way. Unbelievable. I mean, and it's not, it's not some like dirtbag meth dealer either. This is some guy that's, it looks like he just got off the course, right? It looks like he just packed up his bag and he's headed home. Probably going to stop up at the up at the top and have a beer, and uh, and then head home or something. I don't know, but just had to had to check had to make sure he was tuned in what was going on with his phone. <laughs> like, you know, if you're going to do that, you know, we're we're already. We already know that you're checking out your phone. Just make sure that you you got it right in front of you so you can sort of see the road at the same time. Please don't do that. Just don't do it anymore. I it's funny, you know, that's there's I guess there's a reason. There's a reason why people get irate at you people. All you people. There's a reason because it's you're threatening lives and it's ridiculous. I want I just there's there's a part there's that that part of me that wants to to um uh it wants to act out uh, my frustrations and anger by getting some giant thing that I'm able to ram into you while you're <laughs> some tankish like thing or just a, a a very large old Ford truck with like a quarter inch steel cladding on the outside just as a wake up call nothing personal really just like hey this is what happens when you're texting i'm crushing the door so that you can't get out of your suburban i know that seems hyper vigilant and um a little bit uh, aggressive and violent doesn't it so i probably won't do anything like that but it does it does come to mind in those moments where dude flying up bliss road is reading his phone instead of paying attention to the uh 
somewhat vulnerable people that are out on the out on the road at the time. It did not, however, in total ruin the bike ride. It was overall a great day. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I do think though that I think that it would be great if just regular individuals, people like you and me, and even Rick, Rick sold them in the studio. He would, if you could, if the, if we could be empowered to simply shoot a, um, a paintball of some kind at the at people that we see texting and driving, we shoot a paintball that is not, that is, uh, it's, it's kind of only visible th- under a black light or something. So you can, uh, you can clearly see now that would work. Well, I yeah, am, maybe it would. So one paintball, um, as you're driving under the black light would be just just a well, it's just guys got one paintball but then you'd have you'd have those one you'd have those people that would have hundreds of paintball spots right hundreds i think it should be fun it's more of a shaming thing really than an enforcement thing it's not for police it's just as a shame kind of mechanism it's how we shame you into putting down your phone if we could just shame you into putting down your phone that would be ideal if you're if you're a kid in the back of your car by the way and your parents have told you repeatedly not to text and drive and you see your mom texting and driving, you should throw something at her. Like, probably, um, well, well, I was thinking something like the vanilla milkshake you're sucking on. Something along those lines. Just, like, dump it on her head while she's driving. Just as a wake-up. Just, again, wake-up call. Nothing really personal there. 608, was that, am I advocating violence, or is that just, what am I advocating there? I mean, Scott Robert Shaw's, as I see it today, is the president should have, shouldn't, advocate violence against reporters so now oh, you're just so i'm advocating violence against people and how who are texting the, and driving and how does the paintball thing work so like like so you can't see the paint or you can't well you'd have to have a special light of some kind so basically you shoot it's an indelible marking invisible ink that's only visible under a black light and then there's like a you i don't know where the black light is people are just going to find your car and spray it with the paint ball thing so that people think that you're the one i mean who's going to regulate this is it- i don't no one's it's not it's a it's a shaming thing there's no regulation yeah but if i just feel shaming. like shaming anybody i'm just going to do it like all right I, well I, you're I, not I'm using sure. your imagination clearly. i mean i was driving 40 on the way into work because some old lady was going 40 was she texting and 55 and i you know was what I'd be, I'd be lighting her car up with paint paintball guns well, see that that violates the whole spirit of the thing exactly Who's going to stop the road rage? You're, you're advocating for road rage for one thing, but like people yeah. in road rage have no. This isn't a filter. road rage. You're not you're not marking people out of road rage. You're marking people out because they're because they're not because they're paying attention to their phone rather than driving. How much road rage do you get when you see people doing this? A lot, <laughs> exactly. So. It's a fair amount. It's it's definitely a fair amount. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll go to Dave. Dave, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on. Two things for you, Mitch. Yes, sir. When you're out on your scooter, ride like you're invisible, and always remember it's the guy that retaliates that gets caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I've seen that a bunch. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm very defensive when I'm uh, when I'm riding either my uh, my scooter or my motorcycle, either one, uh, just because I know how vulnerable um, I am actually am out there. That's the, the same no matter what. But that is great advice, and I, I appreciate that. No question about it. Um not actually uh, serious about retaliating, by the way. I'm just suggesting that there, may, there might be a way to... Clearly, and, and this is the thing, is that clearly this is not something that police can handle. So they're clearly not able to enforce any sort of uh, texting and driving law. And it's not. It's not enforceable. You can't enforce it. 
It is non-enforceable. It's just you have to like at some point the people that are 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 selfishly thinking that their safety and security matter, whereas yours don't, doesn't, doesn't, don't. Those people have to at some point feel the angst that they may at some point cause you by running into you. Yes, Rick. We're going to get to a point, right? I mean, even some that one company in Wisconsin did it, where we're going to have chips in our hands. Yeah, we are. For driving. And that's definitely going to be linked to our cell phone at some point. So at some point when our wait, wait, hands... Wait, 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 Explain that. What do you mean? It linked to our cell phone in what way? I feel like our cell phones are just going to be part... Like, we're not going to have phones anymore. They're just going to be part of our... And we're just going to hit a button in our ear. And, oh, sure. You yeah. know, like no, I get that. Yep. Going to be, yep, yep, agreed. At some point, like, we need to figure out how when you put your hands on the steering wheel... Your cell phone. What if you made your cell phone your car keys? I mean, we got to be, we got to be, we should be getting there pretty quick, right? Then you won't lose your car keys. Your, you know, like you don't have to have both. Hmm. So when you when you start your car with your cell phone, now your cell phone doesn't work, right? Like as long as your car is on, yourself you can't be texting hmm. and driving because your cell phone knows that it is being used to drive the car. Right. So the hands off display or the hands off uh, phone function in your car works, but the phone itself does not work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like the only problem is, is when, you know, your friend wants to drive your car, he needs your cell phone to, then you can't be in the passenger seat to, but but how often does that happen? So Hmm. then you could just have, you would eliminate keys. I guess you would have, these are great ideas, by the way, these are all great ideas. Hacking your, your cell phone for their, for the car keys. For the car keys. Yeah. I mean, it's all coming. 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 7914. Um, I, I started on this last week. We didn't get really get to it. But uh, as you may have heard, uh, the, the guy that has uh, really been a. Uh, he's drawn a lot of fire over the years. He's also he's made a lot of changes. He's done a tremendous amount of things that have really irked some folks. <laughs> In the community at large, but Steve Caroline, the Lacrosse City Park and Rec director, is leaving. I'm uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell you why I think that overall Steve Caroline has done a very good job. That's coming up six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. More to come. Stick around. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten WYZM dot com. So it was late last week that Lacrosse City Park Director uh, Steve Caroline announced that he was uh, leaving his job at the end of the year. Now this is something that um, he's actually internally announced in Lacrosse City Hall um uh, like 3 months ago or something along those lines uh he has been a um and we're going to have an exit interview with Steve Caroline probably you know we're, we're, we're not probably we're definitely going to do it before he leaves but I just want to follow up on something that I'd started last week because I've said that there's been a lot of uh, criticism of things that that Steve Caroline has done in the city and a lot of people who have been disgruntled with Things like, um, you know, the memorial, the foot dragon in the memorial pool, shutting it down in the first place. Um, they blamed Caroline for that. They blamed Caroline for um, the people who are putting up the canopy over the bandstand in Riverside Park. There's that. There's been a lot of frustration over and a lot of suspicion, frankly, about how money gets moved around in the parks department. There was a whole doc about an audit, all that kind of stuff. And and there's also you know fr- people that have been frustrated with the amount of money that gets spent in on parks in the city of Lacrosse. I mean we've talked about this multiple times. I would say overall, and you know 
I know that the park haters, because I know you're out there, people who hate parks, don't know why we have parks. What do we have parks for? Those are stupid. Don't have parks. They're dumb. Parks should be private, and you have to pay to get in, right? Park haters, you're out there, aren't you? Of course you are. You hate parks. At any rate, uh, Steve Caroline has, since he's come to lacrosse 11 years ago, essentially, and he has advocated for a, you know, a, a, a vibrant park access, you know, ability to, to access parks throughout the city of lacrosse and to make them nice too. Not junky parks, but nice parks that people want to use. Uh, he's, but without question, he's irritated people. Like, well, I, I mentioned a few things. I mean, not only that, but the, the moving all the baseball fields, relocating all the baseball fields to one, one set area or one centralized area, as opposed to having them in neighborhood parks. A lot of people, Dorothy hates that, right? How, how many times did Dorothy, our caller, complain about the baseball park moving out of uh, 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 Powell Park? Many, many times. In defense of Steve Caroline, and, and I, I, don't, I hope I'm not the only one doing this, but as a long-term resident of the city of La Crosse, where I live, I know not, for those of you who don't regularly utilize La Crosse City Parks, or live outside the city and think there's just that Riverside Park, that's a nice park. How about that one? There's that, there's Grand Ed Bluff Park, there's Hicks and Forest, but there's all this other stuff as well. And all these little neighborhood parks that have been maintained and a lot of things that have been approved. Um, I would submit to you that the city is better off. The city of La Crosse is better off for, yeah, a lot of money spent on rebuilding, refurbishing, improving La Crosse City Parks. And it's been a lot of money. I mean, you start looking back and at, at the last 11 years and think back to the... Uh, what was that? That uh, how much was that? There was that restroom at the top of the bluff at Granddad Bluff Park, something like a two hundred thousand dollar restroom or something, right? There's that um, there's that canoe rental shack on Pettibone Island. How much was that? That was like two hundred thousand. Rick, how much was that? I think it like two hundred. I think it was one hundred eighty thousand. One hundred eighty thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, to rent canoes, rent canoes and rent kayaks. It's um, awesome though. It's a cool building. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's it's a cool lookout. There's a uh, um, well, I, you know, it's going to be a fountain eventually. <laughs> it's eventually going to be a fountain where the Hessler fountain is. There's go, you know, the whole, uh, the Grand Ab Bluff, Bluff Park rehab process with that giant, um, uh, walkway with the stainless steel railing that goes that, that you, you walk all the way out to the end and you're able to look out over the city. I don't know how many gazillion dollars that was paid largely by the way, it's by the DNR and other things, not not by the city prop, property taxpayers. It was over one hundred ninety thousand for that pet. The, the canoe shack, canoe shack, we call it. <laughs> it's that's weird that that's cost that much. Like it does seem to be a little. I have a house, and I can look high. at my house and go, okay, that's how much my house costs, yeah. and I got a good deal on it. And then I look at that building, which is you know abstract a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of different. Good looking building, but does it's it got central air? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's open four months out of the year, five months out of the year. Um, so there's been a lot of things. I mean, there's no question. But I mean, if you look around and look at that, um, I mean, the the veterans, uh, veterans, what is it called? What's the thing that Copeland calls Veterans Memorial Park, right? Or yeah, that's right. I think it is. So there's that. There's the monuments there. There's the improvement. You know, I know people will blame him for the heavy-handed process that's gone on at the Municipal Boat Harbor. Yeah, but. It's a hell of a lot nicer, and there's probably a you know there's probably a gas dock and probably a restaurant and all that stuff coming eventually, and it had to change. Steve Mills, great guy, he was a really great guy, but you know what? Place was kind of a dump. 
So I I know that this is this is not a popular opinion, but if you look around at the par- Red Cloud Park, that's another one, and then a, a bunch of others, the Carroll Ball Fields, that's a complex now as opposed to just a ball field, and it's gonna and there'll be more, right? Um, George Pogue Park. All right, yeah, all right. I'll take full responsibility for that. It was listening to me that gave Steve Caroline the idea to turn that into a then Pogue Park, and then I don't know. $32 million later, it's no, I don't know how much it was. It wasn't that much. A million, $2 million, whatever it was. A couple million dollars later, it's Pogue Park. All right. But those improvements help the city overall. So tell me if you disagree. I'm sure you do. 608-785-7914. I know this is not fiscally, uh, the fiscally, fiscal, fiscally conservative way to look at parks. But if you look overall and not all of the improvements were improvements, but if you look overall at the at the last eleven years of uh, Steve Caroline and his rule of the city park and rec department, it hasn't gone. It is have it has certainly improved the city of Lacrosse. Let's go to the phone. Six, uh, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Howdy. Uh, I live right next to Paul Park, and. Uh, they uh, they just messed it all up. There hardly anybody goes there. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody over there now. But used to be, you could go out and watch a ball game every night. There was always people over there that you could watch the little leaguers play. You could watch the gals play. Those those gals put a fast underhand pitch. Yep. Really, the, uh, every uh, ball team in town played over there. It was fun. You could go over there and watch a ball game every night if you wanted to. Yeah. And now nothing. It's dead. Yeah. No, nobody there. You know. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I mean, that's the one thing that I, I do completely disagree on is removing the ballparks uh, from the neighborhood parks. I just don't think that that was the, I don't think that was the value that people thought it, that, that the part that Steve Caroline thought it was. I think that, I think guys like you really appreciate having those ball fields in your neighborhood, right? Well, yeah, and you know, a lot of people showed up. I mean, everybody in the neighborhood was like, you saw people that lived in a house down there. Oh, I didn't know that guy lived there. You know, you end up talking to him. Well, now you don't see anybody anymore. It's just, uh couple of kids playing. Used to be the monks who uh, cook uh, sheep as they all at you. Come on over and have some Nothing now. It's just, you know, dead. Huh. Well, nothing. I'll have to say, and look, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, so this is this is this is the positive negative part of this because I really do appreciate that the Carroll Ball Fields on Isle of Plume are going to be a complex and have all the ball fields concentrated. On the other hand, I agree with the guy and, and Dorothy who called us many, many times in the past, and I've said this in the past, I really liked having... I like that neighborhood ball field feel to the parks. I I do appreciate that as well. Um, so, but I will stick with this. Overall, the the parks department and the park facilities in the city of Lacrosse have improved far beyond what they would have, I think, uh, without the uh, guidance or leadership of Steve Caroline. Overall, on the balance, uh, but I will take that. Um, you know what what uh, what our last caller said. I I tend to feel that it does take something away from uh, the uh, the vibrancy of a neighborhood when you when you kind of take the when you take the ball fields away. I, I would agree with that. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten WYZM dot com. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line works really well. Again, call in or text in either way you get in. Uh, by the way, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. I was talking earlier uh, 
about my experience uh, yesterday when um, I was on a ride with um, a friend and my son. We took a little motorcycle ride out to uh, West Salem and did some back roads and stuff and came back. We're riding down Bliss Road from uh, Granddad Bluff and uh, the guy on his phone, like looking, watching, texting, or updating his Facebook or doing something on Instagram, whatever, swerved into the lane. As as we're going down Bliss Road, he's going up in his giant dark blue suburban expedition, Yukon, whatever it is. And um, and as we're going past, he's clearly not looking at the road in any kind of way. But anyway, uh, listener says, uh, uh, Dana says, talk to text. Everyone should have air horns. Yeah, I th- actually thought about, I've, so I've hit my horn when I'm tooling down the road and somebody clearly is, involved in watching a video on youtube i i've hit my horn a couple times and there's this like startled moment when they realize that they're not watching the road so i've done that uh this listener suggests having cellular companies shut off service when the phone is moving more than five miles per hour no more texting and driving i i'd probably go 25 because uh that you know because i'm walking five miles an hour when i'm on a light jog i'm late for something yeah i'm probably pushing 20 i'm a little i'm like tyreek hill out there tooling down the road I'm not like there we go. Um, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. I was saying earlier that while there have been things to disagree with, uh, Lacrosse City Park and Rec Director Steve Caroline, who is retiring at the end of the year, that announcement made just last week, and a number of people would disagree with him on a number of different issues, including, you know, how maybe the municipal harbor was handled and possibly how the, um, what are the things we came up with? Well, possibly how the, uh, boy, uh, well, the Municipal Harbor, the canopy uh, for the bandstand in Riverside Park, there's been a little bit of heavy-handedness in regards to that. Uh, there's been issues for with other parks. Uh, people have, the Municipal Pool has been the classic example. That's the one I think that has gotten more tr- traction in the, in those who oppose Steve Caroline in Lacrosse City Hall than anything else. In fact, that entire the the, the city council in the city of Lacrosse essentially changed its entire makeup over the issue of that memorial pool because when the city shut it down, when the city shut that pool down, when Steve Caroline basically said, you know what, ain't worth it, back in whatever that was, 2015, when Steve Caroline said, this basically isn't worth it, and shut it down, and said, so we're not reopening it. Um, that's when the pushback started. And that's when you got all of these faces on Lacrosse City Council that were essentially wanting to replace the people who had been in the council for a while because, because of the pool issue. And this whole, this whole group, Barb Jansen and David Marshall and Jackie Marcoux and, um, uh, I said David Marshall. Um, who am I missing? Hmm. There's two others. I'll, th- I'll come up with them. At any rate, the, they're the they're have, are the result of that kind of heavy-handed method about dealing with the memorial pool project and ongoing disagreements in relation to that project. So yeah, there's been some there's been some low points, but and I know this is not a popular view for those who are certainly not fiscally conservative and don't believe that we should be spending any money on parks and they should just be spending all the money on roads. But parks, this is also something that is not this is not a a uh, you know a law of physics or anything <laughs> this is this is probably a theory more than anything else 
But when you when you beautify parks, when you improve parks, when you when you maintain parks and in, in, in where you live, the the property value also is maintained. Now that's not a hundred percent universal across the board, because obviously, in parts of anywhere where you live, it doesn't matter where you live. If your property, for for instance, in the city of Lacrosse, when you have two thousand buildings essentially. In, in the floodplain, it doesn't really matter a ton what you do in those areas. If you don't get those buildings out of the floodplain, their value does not increase appreciably. They have to emerge from the, from the floodplain before they're worth anything. So it doesn't matter a ton. But that aside, when you, when you make your city more livable and more attractive through uh, a good park system or a great park system, more people want to live there. Home values go up. Everything improves. Everything improves. Now, with, with that said, I mean, I will be the first to admit that there have been things that I've disagreed with Steve Carolina. And, um, you know, the, again, we, I, I'd mentioned before the, um, you know, the, the baseball parks. Um, there's a, a few other things that I, that just like, eh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. But Black River Neighborhood be- uh, neighborhood uh, Black River Beach Neighborhood Center, great addition. Red Cloud Park, you know, Veterans Memorial Park. All these things are great additions to the city of Lacrosse. This one that Dorothy's going to bring up, not so much, really. We'll go to Dorothy now. Dorothy, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Oh, I don't mind some of the things he did. I thought he did a good job at Poulton Park, but I sure do mind. I sure agree with the guy that calls that lives yep. in the neighborhood. It misses all that, all the ball games we watched and the kids playing there. And look at it now; it just looks like a too ritzy of a neighborhood. Dorothy, um, do you do you agree? Uh, what do you agree with that caller when he said that there was that you could that people would go out, people in the neighborhood would just go out and watch those ball games? Oh gosh, yes. Really, we did it all the time. Okay. I played over there, right? Many times myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, watch the Stars of Tomorrow. My kids played there. Yep. Oh, yes. It was always crowded. And is it, and night. you're saying that there's, and you you agree with the guy who called and said there's just nobody there anymore? Nobody there at Powell Park anymore? Oh, no, there ain't. Ever since I, I, I look there every day, there's yep. nobody coming and sitting on them little picnic tables and the walkways and that. Yeah. No, I hmm. I. I guess it's not the type of park that belongs there. We needed the green space. Yeah. So kids could come and play frisbee or volleyball, whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Flag football. Yeah, that, the, I, I just called to say, well, you mentioned my name a couple of times. And yeah, I'm I did. Gonna call and well, Dorothy, you. I mean, I think that you were you were the voice of those who said who were who were. You know that frustrated with removing in that in this case Powell Park at the corner of uh, Jackson and West Avenue, but other parks had the, are got the same treatment basically. Just the the baseball parks were removed, and and you were the voice of those who were frustrated by that change. Yeah, but not enough people called in to complain. Yeah. I complained to to Steve. Yep, but he didn't listen to me. Yeah, I mean he was certainly following his own. His own um, guidance on that one. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I just, I just think they need a green space. You don't need everything all filled in. Yeah. You need a place for a diversity of what you want to play or do there. Right. And I don't like it that they took the fountain there either. Right. That's yep. Why, 
that fountain belongs on the end of Main Street on the west side. That's west end of Main Street by Riverside Park. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. There's you know there's and uh, Dorothy, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. There's certainly been some changes that um, many people have disagreed with, and that again, I was gonna you know that that the ballpark change, I think, is the one that is. I don't think it destroys neighborhoods necessarily. I just don't know if it's great for them. So I don't. Who's on number two? Who's on line two? Steve, maybe. Dan, Dan, somebody. We'll go to somebody because Rick hasn't written down your name. <laughs> I mentioned Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, and, and I and I, as a guy who has kind of maintained uh, property for churches and things of that nature. Yep. Um, the problem with all of this building with parks and everything is that they never put in maintenance so that they can actually take care of what they build. Mm-hmm. We were witnessing that with the streets right now because they've not put in the appropriate maintenance level to take care of the streets. Mm-hmm. Now, the parks are built and everything is wonderful, and whether they like them in the neighborhoods or don't like them, that's what's there. I think at this point now, we need to focus on the roads because all the parks in the world aren't going to make everything good if you can't get to them because the roads are all in bad shape and they don't work. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think that you have to have a balance. I mean, no question about it. I, I think that, you know, there was... I, my, the evidence that I would submit that um, there's there's a lot of road projects going on is that there's a bunch that aren't, that aren't, aren't done yet. And they're flirting with oh. with the possibility of not getting done this year, <laughs> so they may have bit well, off more it, than it, they could actually chew. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly, and and I I had the chance to walk down um, Cass Street that that they're rebuilding between Sixth and and West Avenue, and I I'm I'm stunned at how restrictive that that area is going to be. I'm willing to wait till they get it all paved, and I drive down it a lot because I do. And we'll see how that all goes, but boy, that's an odd way to do things. The, and, you, you, and I don't the, know. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to take care of all of these crosswalks with the snow and all of the stuff in the winter time. I don't know who's going to take care of those. And I just see the snow plows beating them up, and they could not have talked to the street department about how they're going to maintain these as they as they get into the winter because that's just going to add more cost to that whole thing than you could ever imagine. I'm yeah. stunned. Well, yeah, those are those are um those are pretty extreme bump outs. There's no question. It's something that you know, I, I understand the concept and it is certainly something that's been argued for in other places besides this uh, to help pedestrian safety, but snowplows that's one of the keys. They hate them. Can't stand them. And yeah, they'll they'll run right into them. Uh, be, because they're difficult. They are they're just they're obstacles in the way of plowing. It's exactly what they are. Yeah, I would I would agree. It's going to be interesting to see yep. what what sort of things happen um, down that street at night and uh, how many people curb their cars on those things just just going down the road. But I would agree. It's oh a, yeah, because if, yeah, if you're if you're just sitting at one of those bump outs coming out and somebody wants to turn in to that, there isn't enough room for two cars in those places. It's it's I tight. Mean, <laughs> It's tight. It's tight. You know, I, it I mean, I, I, I came out of Bell Square this morning after getting my flu shot and came up on State Street up to 4th Street. And if you, if, you, if you even stop on the white line, there are people running into the curb as they go around you to go down <laughs> to go west on State Street because there just is not enough room uh, there. There yeah. just isn't. Ah, so we need smaller I cars. Mean, we got to so, get smaller cars. Uh, 
That's it. <laughs> smaller time. Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, Dan, yeah. look, uh, thanks for the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk at Texas and Lacrosse Talk BM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll go to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. That's what you call a lack of communication. Right? W- which one exactly? The bump out, you well, mean? Oh, with the uh, bump out. Yeah. I... Uh, okay. Anyway, okay. did you ever find out what the city spent for mowing yards for me last year? For parks, yeah, I think it was one hundred eighty some one hundred eighty five thousand, one hundred eighty thousand, one hundred eighty thousand, okay. something like that. Yeah, I, I think so. Right. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was something like okay. that. All right, well, it'll be more this year because you had more rain. I think it probably will be more. Yeah, less sure. next year anyway, because they'll have one less park. You know, we're talking about Paul Park down there. Yep, I think that's where they should put the new train park. Is down at Paul Park. No, they decided they weren't putting it there. No, but there's plenty of room there, Mitch. Right. They could could put a nice building one there where they could use it 52 weeks out of the year because this one isn't going to be able to use much more in a swimming pool. I'd like to see a park like that for kids. I'm not against it 100%. Right. Or not, I mean, I'm not against it, but it's way too big of a place. The the the, the train park that they're doing right now is what you're saying. It's too big. Yeah, what, where they're going to make it. Yeah. The yeah, these are I, I, as far as I know. What we have, you know, they the people who are designing this were the ones that, and and parents and people with autistic kids were the ones that said yeah. Powell Park would never work, and that train uh-huh. park was a great space. And the people who are designing it, who know what they're doing, say it's a great space. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and trust the process on this one because there seems to be a well, lot of people I, weighing I in you, on this, I, and no more than I do. There's only a couple of those parks in the United States, and there's one out in Temecula, California. Yeah. And they share it with San Bernardino, San Bernardino, and there's a half a million people that live in those two towns, okay, that share this park. Right. And this park, train park, the way it looks to me, is going to be darn near as big as that one out in California that's used 365 days a year. Yeah. I, I would rather see them put the money in a place where the kids could use it 52 weeks out of the year. Yeah, those are certainly those are hard to come by. I don't think there's any question about. Look, we get we got to take a, a break here, but I, I appreciate the call. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. I think this is um, we could best call this segment in defense of Steve Caroline, <laughs> because while you the exiting Lacrosse Park and Rec director may have not done everything exactly the way uh, you thought made sense, I think on balance. The park improvements to the city of lacrosse over the last 11 years have been an improvement. More to come. Stick around. Hey, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks to them. We're able to bring you uh, this program this hour on a regular nightly basis. Uh, in defense of Lacrosse City Park and Rec Director Steve Caroline, who is leaving the city at the end of the year, I brought this up a little bit last week, but I wanted to jump into this and see what you thought. I would, I would say... And this may not be the most popular stance on this, but I would say on balance, I believe that uh, Steve Caroline, through his his uh, techniques, which some do not like, <laughs> has overall improved the city of lacrosse. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of money spent. And yes, I know it hasn't always been the way that a lot of people appreciate. But on balance, I would say he's improved the city of lacrosse. Let me know what you think. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. Thanks for showing up here today, being a part of the program. You can actually be a part of the program. 
by giving us a call at 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in, actually. Either way, you can get in on the program at 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But that Better Hearing Center talk and text line sure works good. Ad thing sure is something. We have um, this mural going up on the side of our building in downtown La Crosse. We're at, uh, um, in case those of you are those of you who are unsure, <laughs> we're at 201 State Street. Uh, our building is not, I mean, this is, a, this is a subjective evaluation to be sure. Because some people like squat little brown buildings with almost no windows. Um, but our building is not the most attractive place. And I mentioned that in the past. I don't think I'm. I don't. I'm not really. I don't think I'm surprising anybody when I say that. <clears throat> However, we are getting a significant upgrade as far as I'm concerned. Again, very subjective analysis, and it's possible that you know I'm completely off on this whole thing. But I would tell you that I think that um, that what's happening to the side of our building right now is adding something really remarkable, sprucing it up to an extreme level. If you haven't seen it. Take a cruise down 2nd Street, although it is a little bit more difficult now Now that um, part of it's closed. But if you if you cruise down 2nd Street, right at 2nd Street, if you come towards our building from the north, you'll see this mural taking shape on the north side of our building. Now, prior to this mural, our building on the north side looked a little, well, dumpy. I, I'm just going to... Dumpy. Now, it looks active and alive and kind of fun. So... Again, just my own very personal, subjective analysis of what the side of our building looks like, but I happen to like it. I know not everyone agrees, and I'm okay with that. We don't all have to agree on things like, well, our building. Or uh, the value of park improvements in the city of La Crosse. On Facebook, some folks disagreeing with me about uh, how I believe the improvements in parks in the city of La Crosse have also improved the city of La Crosse. So you'll get that. I get it. It's not, it's not the same belief that everybody holds. Um, I know that, uh, and I'm, I bring this up because uh, late last week, La Crosse City Park and Rec Director Steve Caroline announced his retirement at the end of the year. After 11 years, I submit that the improvements that or the changes that Steve Caroline has ushered in have not only greatly improved overall the parks in the city of La Crosse, yeah, and, and, and some negatives. From my perspective, there have been some negatives. But overall, on balance, the parks have improved in the city of La Crosse and therefore improved, again, overall, uh, not only possibly property values, but certainly the quality of life in the city. All right, 608-785-7914. Speaking of that mural, some good painting weather for our artist who is painting the mural. We've got sunny and 51 to, tomorrow and on Wednesday and just a little bit cooler on Thursday before we get into rain. So I think she's going to be done before that, hopefully. And it's 62 now, so I'd be taking advantage of that weather and being out there painting. If you haven't seen it, ride by. It looks really cool. Lacrosse Talk PM on Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds on the phone with Dallas Warner from First American Roofing and Siding. Dallas is in the middle of that uh, No Roof Left Behind project in Sparta uh, today. Now, now. Would you say that you're, are you about halfway done or where are you at on that project, Dallas? We are. Yep. We got it all torn off. We found some uh, rot that we needed to repair and got a cricket built behind the chimney and got all the underlayments almost on for the night. And then we'll uh, shingle it up tomorrow. We should be done at the end of the day tomorrow. Now, of course, this was a project um, and this is, 
you know, the, the, the no roof left behind is, um, uh, well, well you, you tell them, Dallas. I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly, it's your project. It's an awesome one. Sure, yeah. So it's our second year doing it. It's called No Roof Left Behind, and it, it it's a way of, um, well, not leaving a roof behind, basically. Yeah. You know, people fall in hard times. They can't get the roof replaced, and it's vital that you have a good roof over your head to protect you and your family. And uh, this is a way of, for us, uh, giving back to our community that, that's blessed us with so much, and that's, that's what we're doing. We're putting a free roof on for Roger Burroughs in Sparta today. I got to believe that this is the most, one of the most amazing things that when he's looking up and he's seeing this roof getting put on, he must just be just astounded, right? I think so. He's kind of a hard guy to read, but I think he's pretty excited. And his daughter, the one that signed him up, she's just tickled pink, man. The the smiles on her face when she found out that that they were selected or that they got the most votes to be the winner. Um, It's pretty exciting. We're going to head over uh, on Wednesday and you know, kind of greet everybody. We had our sponsors, ABC Supply and GAF, that pitched in to help us out on this, and so everybody's going to get to meet each other, and pretty excited about it. Well, it's a heck of a program, Dallas, uh, and uh, certainly we uh, appreciate you doing that for someone in the community. Uh, Dallas, If I, I know that there will at some point be pictures up or something, so if, if, uh, if people want to learn more about um, your company and what you're doing, uh, the website again? Uh, so firstamericanroofing.com, we're right up in Holman. Uh, we'll be posting stuff on Facebook so people can check it out. I haven't haven't done it for today's pictures, but we'll, they'll be up for tomorrow. And, yeah, if, if, you know, we're pretty much shutting down for the year for roofing, but if you're looking for getting something done next year, give us a call right up in Holman, uh, 783-3101. All right, Dallas Werner, First American Roofing and Siding. Thanks, Dallas. Hey, thanks, Mitch. Yep, take care. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 608-785-7914-785-7914. We're also on uh, Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Uh, interesting reactions that uh, have been coming in relation to, and I don't know, you know, this is one of those things, New York Times reporting, so I'm not suggesting that you can't necessarily believe the New York Times. It's just that there is this, you know, there's this, 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 uh, a bit of um, conflict, let's just put it that way, between anything that goes on in the Trump administration and the New York Times. So we're not entirely sure what's going on here, but it has been widely reported that uh, the Trump administration, Department of Health Service, was it Department of Health and Human Services? Yeah, I think so. Are there spearheading an effort to establish a legal definition of sex under um, a uh, federal civil rights law that bans uh, gender discrimination. And uh, the moving to identify gender as just male or just female based on, you know, genitalia. And that's it. So this, this movement towards civil rights for transgender people, according to... What we're hearing from this investigation would kind of go out the window. So interesting, the 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 reactions coming in light of this, and it's difficult to tell exactly. Difficult to tell whether this is actually something that's underway now. If this is a if this is something that they're just looking into, it doesn't appear to be something that's timed to coincide with necessarily getting, um, you know, to generate enthusiasm among the base for Republicans or to irritate Democrats. It just happened. It just so happens that there's some reporting of this going on now. But um, I, it, I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those things where you're, 
where because you're two weeks two weeks away from the election, where you wonder whether this is something that if uh, if Republicans feel if the, if not Republicans, but if uh, if some Republicans, let's say let's say President Trump's base feel as if this is in fact the way to go in the United States, that that um, this could energize more activity at the polls. I think is one of the evalu- one of the uh, evaluations that I, I read today. Something about how this could generate more enthusiasm at the polls for Republicans if you uh, strip away if you if there's a thought that there might be some effort to make, just make gender according to federal law just make gender male or female. Um, I don't. It, it would it'd be hard. I think it'd be difficult. So there's not going to be you're not going to get any more turnout than you already are in in coastal areas where um, it won't get any, any more turnout in terms of uh, um, of Democrats. Than I think you already are, like coastal, more liberal areas. But I think that this this thing seems like it might play in Minnesota, in some ways. So that first congressional district, Tim Walls and, and Dan Fian, this might be not Tim Walls. What am I saying? Jim Hagedorn and Dan Fian. This might play within that district. Uh, same with the, um, you know, the Randy Bryce Brian Style district in Wisconsin. I don't know. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, we there was a. A change in direction with the Obama administration and 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 late it wasn't early either. The Obama administration didn't show for office thinking, man, let's give transgender rights all the right, transgender people all the rights. There wasn't really any of that. That was kind of they they came kicking and screaming to that one, but but then there was you know embracing transgender people in the military and some protections afforded under Title IX and that is not something that the Trump administration really appreciates. You know, it has continued to try to ban uh, transgender people from the military. And uh, and now this, and I don't, I don't know why you have to do it. That's the thing that I'm curious about. Why does that, why does that have to be something? Why do you have to, why do you have to limit the rights of people? Why, why does that have to be a limitation that you put there in place? Is that because you don't want to provide federal benefits to them? What is it exactly that you want to do if you're going to roll back protections of transgender people under federal civil rights laws? What are you trying to accomplish there? I would think that that is assuming that, I I don't know. I just don't know what, I don't know why that would be a, a necessary thing. I don't know why that would have to be something that you would have to do to say that we now we're going to specifically define gender as only male or only female. Because we, there are, I know not everyone believes this. But there are people who identify as neither. There are people who identify as yeah, somewhere not not in in either either of those levels of 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 male or female. And we're saying that what what this movement would do would say that it's not that we're not going to afford them the same gender discrimination rights protection because they're not one gender or the other. And I'm not sure why you need to do that. I'm not sure what the necessity of that is. I mean, if it was just as a, if it, in fact, if it was just as a political move by the Trump administration, I, I would understand it more because then you're just, you're using it. It's just politics then at that point. I mean, it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense that you would take away rights from somebody. Kind of like it didn't make sense that you would try to force transgender people out of the military. Not to me and not to, I mean, others, some people think it makes all the sense in the world. But if it was if it was just a political ploy, then I could understand it. 
because then you're you're tr- trying to uh, trying to get your base excited and get them to the polls. But it doesn't seem to be that. So I guess I'm not entirely sure what that is about. So we'll follow up on that question. We have some. Uh, um, we're looking for uh, a couple of people to talk with us about that, and that may actually happen yet uh, this afternoon. Uh, but if you'd like to give us a call or, or send a text at 608-785-7914, that's the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, mitch at 1410wyzm.com. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, again, some additional comments from those in relation to my uh, defending Steve Caroline, the city park and rec director in the city of La Crosse, who is retiring. My contention is that he's actually improved the city of La Crosse despite claims to the contrary by some. But anyway, we'll get to that. All right, 608-785-7914. We'll get to your calls coming up right here on Wisdom. All right, Lacrosse Talk, PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. One of my, um, you know, we stop by the police station every once in a while to uh, check out uh, records of police activity and uh, the type of trouble that people are getting into in the, in uh, in our area and uh, one of the uh, some, sometimes they're amusing and oftentimes it's the amusing things are also not not um, not happy things they're sad things <laughs> because they're they're sad commentary on the human condition and how that can be uh, that can be fouled through the use of drugs and alcohol but uh, one in particular on Friday afternoon where a guy uh, drove uh, to the police station because his wife wouldn't get out of the car. <laughs> and he wanted police to extricate his wife from the car. And he wound up getting arrested uh, for drunk driving. Well, for having a crack pipe in the car, but that that's neither here nor there. Uh, but uh, it just... <laughs> I, I just... That's... It's one of those things where you're... Uh, at some point, even though even though you've been drinking... And, and driving, at some point, you have to realize that, oh, crap, I'm probably not sober enough to have an interaction with police while I'm behind the wheel. So, I don't know. All right, 608-785-7914. <laughs> uh, on the Better Hearing Center, talk a text line where you can call in or text in at 608-785-7914. Greg says, just like you think forcing your neighbors to pay for your recreation makes society better, a lot of us think condoning mental illness makes society worse. Uh, Greg thinks that... Uh, Transgender is a mental illness. Uh, in terms of the transgender military, uh, this w- said it's to stop military from having to provide sex change to service people on government dime. Eh, I think it's a little more than that. And this, uh, you know, this is actually, there's some interesting parts to this. It says uh, to maybe limit boys from competing against girls as girls in athletics for one thing. And I'm talking about the um, widely reported, and I don't, you know, it started at the New York Times, so we'll have to figure out I always have to figure out who, who it is that you believe, obviously. But the New York Times reporting on a memo from the Department of Health and Human Services looking to strictly define gender in federal agencies as male or female and stop um, providing gender um, rights, gender rights protection, I guess, gender civil rights protection to transgender people. 608 Four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Uh, let's go to. Hmm. All right, I'm working. I'm working in it. I'm working in it. Go to Gary. Gary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Nope, sorry, Gary. Now you're on. My bad. Good. Oh, hey, Mitch, how are you? Good, good, thanks. Good. I just wanted to call about Steve. Um, 
you know, the only thing I would say I got frustrated about was the ball diamonds. Him and I talked a few times, and I was always kind of reminding him I'd like to see the, you know, a lot of the ball diamonds remain where they are. But having said that, I agree with you. I think we are better off since he's been here. Uh, you have to love the fact that a lot of the projects he did, he found grants and private money. Uh, it wasn't all public money. Right. Um, yeah, the guy had a, a go-get-it-done personality and attitude, and um, uh, sometimes you know people got mad at him because he never really wanted to tell anybody no. You'd ask him about something, and, and sometimes he got a little overwhelmed because he was trying to get so much done, and you only have so much money. But at least he tried. At least he was out there working every day, and he was involved. You know, and you got to give it to the guy for that. Plus, all those years he, you know, he worked on the military bases. Um, uh, you know, he just—he's an old vet who uh, who tried to make uh, the parks better. So I, I, I'll give him kudos. You know, it's funny, Gary, when you talk about having—it seemed like being overwhelmed by some things. At some point. You look at the list of projects, or you started to look at the list of projects and wondering, there's, I mean, there's no, where is this, how are you going to do all this? Where's this money coming from? And somehow... Uh, I, I think he's, I, you know, he reminds me of uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre never threw a pass he didn't think was going to be completed. Right. He always, Brett had so much confidence in his arm, and Steve just had confidence in himself and his staff and the fact that he would be able to find public and private money and get something done. You know, and, and as far as I, I just uh, replied to number three, the reason they pulled it from Powell Park was the parents and the experts of uh, the children who would be, uh, there's too much loud traffic and too close to the road at, at Powell Park. Yeah, and that was so that's and, why, right. that wasn't something Steve said, let's move it. And, and just, uh, and, and, and train actually won't be as big as what he thinks because they're going to leave the soccer fields there and that one part where the ball diamond is, it's my understanding that's going to be a parking lot. Okay. Um, and I know that uh, number three had called earlier, just for those of us, uh, those listening, uh, number three had called earlier and uh, said that uh, uh, train all abilities parks should have been at Powell Park and that it was going to be too big where it is. But uh, yeah, the, the the people, I mean, it was a lot of parents that at first uh, made it very clear that Powell Park was not going to be suitable for what uh, what the city wanted to do with it um, and uh, and uh, changed, um, you know, that that's where the whole project changed. But if you, and Gary, would you say that if I, and I said this before, on balance, does, did it seem like, or does it seem like over the last 11 years that, that the, the city has benefited, benefited not from just the maintenance of the parks, but you know, significant improvements and changes to the parks? Do you think the city overall has benefited from that? Oh, I think so. I, I think if we talk to you know, the, the, the hardcore bike people and joggers and walkers, you know, they, they, he's done so much with the trails. They love the trails. You know, I, I haven't been up in Hickson Forest forever, so I, I can't speak to that. But if you talk to people, it's really nice up on top of the bluff where yeah, they used to have the old winter barn up there. There's city-owned yeah. land now that's for biking and walking and jogging, I guess. And, but I know the trails that I do use, the trails through the marsh and stuff, and he's done a wonderful job with them. And, yeah, I know Powell Park, I understand that. Like when we had the bar, that, that was really nice for business, and it was fun to watch, walk over and watch uh, you know, the kids play. Um, I, I, I think that's been kind of a tough one for him. I don't think it turned out with as many people as what Steve would have liked. But if you go over there, I was over there when they had the ribbon cutting. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you go in there, it is a very nice park. And, it is, you know, and there are in the summer, there are, that does get used. I'll bike over by that area. And there are families in the area that use it. But right. 
obviously, you know, softball season, it's not like you see it used at night, and I guess that's kind of sad, and a lot of us don't like change, and we're so used to that being a ball diamond, yeah, you know, it's sure. tough, but... Yeah. I tell you what, you, you get like an, I said, you, I'd like to see by diamonds and neighborhoods. I, I will say that. He does. I, I I like it too. I mean, I I, I lived over by uh, Powell Park for a time, and there was just there was something cool about the lights being on and people playing ball yeah. there. There was something really neat there yeah. about that. So, but I, you know, in Steve's defense, one of the reasons he is he did try and get that bigger complex at the Carroll Ball Field area is he's got national tournaments looking to come here, state tournaments. Yep. He's already have a, you have a few that are committed. So uh, overall, I get you know economically to the area that will be nice. You know if you get these tournaments in, but he just uh, the guy had a vision and he 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 attacked that vision head on. And and and, and you know yourself, Mitch, when he started, it was long before I was on council. Yep. And I always you know I have a loyalty to workers. I always felt we should hire within. So I was pretty hard on Steve when he first started. And uh, after working with him and meeting him and getting to know him, and like I said, uh, he he won me over. I, I really, I, I you know, I, that doesn't mean I agree with everything, but and I do think, like you said, I think we are better off since he's came our park. Yeah. All right. Well, Gary, look, I I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much, uh, Gary Podesky, City Council Member. We'll talk. Take care, man. Yeah. Take care, man. All right, Gary Podesky. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. There was uh, definitely, and, and I think that if you if you talk to, to city council members, but if you talk to a lot of people just who've been impacted by some of the projects that, again, La Crosse City Park and, Rec, Steve, Park and Rec Director Steve Caroline, who's leaving the city at the end of the year, I think throughout this that I think the city of lacrosse is better off overall after the 11 years of Steve Caroline despite the fact that a, just a pile of money's been spent or maybe because of that and that there have been some sacred cows that have um, been sacrificed like the baseball diamonds in in neighborhood parks Despite that. All right, 608-785-7914. Elise is on. Elise, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes, I would just like to publicly thank Steve Carlin for what he has done for this city for our park. Um, and I am a very, very strong supporter of his, and that's the only thing I want to say. Oh, okay, all right. Well, is there thank one? you. Okay, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, you know, if you, I... For a lot of people, it's one project in particular. For a lot of people, it's like the one thing that really changed everything for them. And I... For a lot of folks that I've talked to in the past, the George Pogue Park, you're welcome. George Pogue Park, <laughs> I'm I'm forever going to take credit for that. It's kind of like maybe the only decent thing that I've done, and a lot of people don't think it's decent. But <laughs> by providing the uh, the uh, the spark of an idea for Steve Caroline, I I am directly responsible for George Pogue Park. You're welcome. Um, but that was really important for a lot of folks. And uh, it, it, it changed perception of that entire area. Now, whether that happens long-term, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go. We're going to switch gears and go to Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, the new parlance in the political class is that uh, used to be, listen, then it turned out, look. Now it turns out to be, and so or so. This is a uh, political fashion. It's going on forever. It used to be exactly, now it's an and so or so. Thank you for letting me uh, spew my venom. Thank you. 
Can we get um in some interpretation there? What are we what are we looking at there? What was the uh well, that new Spider-Man movie is coming out with Venom. Okay. I don't so know. So is he was talking about the new Spider-Man movie? Then? I think that, so. Okay. Pretty sure. All right. I was. I'm not entirely sure what we just listened to there. Well, you and you asked me like, what does he want to talk about? And I'm like, I just feel no, like you did clarify. You did try to clarify, but that I just was feel not like that's no. not going to help you in any way. No, no, it doesn't really. <laughs> okay. I, there, it, you know, that had the basis of some sort of political philosophy or something. I'm, some there's some at the core there. There was some sort of political philosophy going on. Uh, he didn't scream liberals. Did he? Or, no, he didn't, actually. So. No. Huh. So it's hard to say it was political. I may have been one of the few times that he did not scream liberals when talking to us on the phone. <laughs> All right. We're going to go back and listen to that again at some point and then try to figure out what it, what is really going on there. Because we may have just listened to a bit of political insider brilliance and are not aware of it. Was he, like, listening to the political ads playing? And maybe he had... I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Because that didn't, anything that he said, whatever that was that he said, did not seem familiar to me in any kind of way. Other, you, than, uh, other do, than the last part about Venom. Do you hear those political ads and go, wow, I really need to change my vote? <laughs> like, Because you, you already kind of have an idea who you want to vote for. Who's writing these political ads? <laughs> I, I mean, what sort of, what sort of, who is, who's writing these? I mean, a lot of these uh, politicians don't want government regulations, or that's what they're running on. And maybe we should have political ad government regulations. Like, there should be more regulations, I think, <laughs> on a lot of this stuff. This should be better. This should just. Uh, so this is this is one of the things that I'm I'm curious about. So because some of them are so bad, you so you pitch an ad, right? An ad, uh, an ad idea, an ad process, an ad campaign. You pitch it, and then somebody buys it. And so some of this garbage, somebody's actually. Saying, yeah, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that one because that's, that doesn't sound good at all. What are you they, doing? They must have more than one to pick from too, right? Like, there's, yeah, like, you got to have a whole bunch of more them. more than one group. No, not that one. That one. That Oh, that one. I like the one with the fake spelling bee. That one, that one keeps you on the edge of your seat. If you hear an ad what? for someone that you're supporting, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm already like voting for I don't. I just don't hear these ads and go... Wow, I really need to change my vote. Or, you know what? Like, I might hear one of these ads and go, Wow, I really need to change my vote because this ad's so horrible and I can't stand this person now. Like, that's the only, re- that's so the only way this ads at are this changing point, your vote. At this point, they're just not reaching you yet, Rick. They're just <laughs> not reaching you yet. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WICM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for your input. Apologies to Jennifer Schilling. We're unable to get to her this afternoon, but we'll be certain to set up an appropriate interview in the future. Or, or not. Thanks in my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.